Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's another Life Logistics episode. We haven't done one of these in quite a while, um, so there's a little bit of a backup build-up of logistical problems that you've sent us, uh, which we'll try and get through all of them. We might probably just get through one, to be honest. But first of all, Sam, um, developments in the world of logistics, life mm. logistics, mm. have just come through on Twitter about 30 minutes before we started recording this. And it's a tweet from someone called Michael Stottard. Um, and he's just tweeted, My grandfather turned 100 years old the other week. He got mm. a congratulatory letter from the king. And this was his advice on living... Oh, it's not from the king. This is from his granddad. His granddad did it. Still worth looking at anyway, though, mate. Oh, man, I thought I am was from Joe. the king. Oh, I'm, I'm a bit gutted about this. I've read this wrong. And I've pitched it up. I thought this was going to be the advice the king's given him. This is the advice from the 100-year-old man uh, about how to live for a century. Yeah, because I was going to say it'd be a bit rich if the king... How old's the king? About 75 or something, you see? 70? I don't know. Something like that. Right. It'd be a bit rich if he's fucking sending a thing to a 100-year-old going, here's a few tips on how to live even longer. It's like, he's the cunt that's 100, mate. Yeah. But it would also be completely in character for the fucker. Yeah, it would, yeah. He's got a, this cunt's got an opinion on anything. Do you remember when he rocked up at the TV Awards going on about Emmerdale? Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. That was his first yeah. act as king. Yeah. That'll be in the history books. The first thing he did was, right, first stop, there's going to be a few changes. What sort of changes? Well, first stop, I want to fucking get more involved in the soap scene. I've got to big up the soaps a lot more than my mum did. <laughs> she never bothered. Oh, she didn't mind watching them. Don't worry about that. She loved to watch, but would she fucking help out? Right? Big them up to public. No. No. She She'd just sit enjoyed down them on there, her own. Seven o'clock every evening, right through till night. Actually, 6 30. She was in Hollyoaks in the yeah. end. You could set your fucking watch by her when she sat down for her soap. She always called them my soaps, as if she, they belonged to it. Well, I suppose in a sense they did. Half of them's fucking Australian, though. <laughs> Well, I suppose the Commonwealth, you know, yeah. technically, still is. <laughs> she'd sometimes, um, don't tell anyone this, but she'd sometimes get on the blower to the writers and try to intervene in certain storylines. Pitch them storylines. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's just say some of them were easily intimidated, right? When they brought <laughs> when they brought Dirty Den back, right, from the dead, <laughs> guess who was behind that? That's right. My fucking old dear. It was unbelievable. I said, everyone saw he was shot by the canal. He's dead. It's 20 years later. You can't bring him back now. She said, anything's possible. Bring him back. I she's, loved him. Bring him back. And if you don't bring him back, it'll be treason. <laughs> she said, don't fucking tell me what's possible and not possible. 
They fucking brought Bobby Ewing back, didn't they? I'm, I, I'm the fucking queen. I'm the nearest thing to a fucking magician this world's got. Make it happen. I'm back then. And she'd always say, which made me feel very uncomfortable, she'd always say he was very dishy. That was the word she'd use for Leslie Grantham. <laughs> and my old man, he wouldn't care. He'd just laugh when she said that. But I thought, no, that's not on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I like tell, it. I could tell he was unsettled by it. <laughs> <laughs> and three times she tried to give Leslie Grantham a knighthood and he vetoed it and he, he said it was because Grantham was a murderer and, but and really it was because you know he didn't want him coming around the palace she didn't he didn't want him he just would he tried to limit her exposure to Grantham um, and she was always <laughs> trying to find excuses mind you and she used to say it would hardly be the first fucking murderer we gave a knighthood to <laughs> but he weren't buying that <laughs> Uh, so this, basically yeah, this, in the end as you'll know Grantham ended up carking it in Bulgaria bit strange that story wasn't it mm. yeah had some of the hallmarks uh, of old uh, Diana's death as well out of sight out of mind foreign country yeah <laughs> quite near Christmas when Di- no one was watching oh I died in a tunnel did he same old MO <laughs> <laughs> I looked at my old man that Christmas I gave him a little wink he knew what I was on about yeah See, Grantham's gone the same way as our Diana. I said that. It was Christmas Day. I said, should we watch EastEnders? And he went there, nah, nah. We don't, we're not bothering with that anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's just watch her. Wait for Mrs. Brown, boys. Come on, a bit later. I like that. It's not spark off any memories. <laughs> like, yeah, when Angie got that letter. That was she might what, do the same to me if she finds that, out what's happened. That was one of your fucking mum's favourite ever episodes. <laughs> she could not get over the fact that Ange had faked cancer. I remember her saying, she went, no, that's disgusting. You know that's not on. And he's very <laughs> well within his rights to serve her papers, irrespective of his relationship with Jan. He should have a shot. <laughs> he <went> divorced. <laughs> if Philip ever lied to me about cancer... I oh the things I'd get done to him. <laughs> I'd pack his fucking bags for him. I've told him Even before. The front door. There's nothing to stop me having him killed. I'll say I've put your bags in your carriage. Now fuck off. <laughs> now carriage the fuck out of here, you cunt. You lying cunt. <laughs> you lying cancer cunt. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I cannot abide. It's cancer lies. So these are the um, mate. Just quickly, you just made me think. I thought of something there that we never. We, we. I think we. No one can ever knock our coverage of the Queen's death for its respect, Mm. its thoroughness. Depth. Yeah. I think, and I really think us more than any other outlet really tapped into the mood of the nation Mm. on that on that week. But one thing I I didn't ever establish. I don't know if you know this or not. Is that how did the Queen die? I don't think they ever said it. They just said it like this. The Queen's dead. She's dead. It was um, national causes. Na- which is like natural cause. causes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like natural causes, but for a monarch. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's vague. But well, you don't need to ask any questions. She was 96. You know? Yeah. This sort of thing happens. She's just... She's dead. It, and that's that. It, yeah. It was on the news. The, the, at lunchtime, she's ill. She's very ill. She's poorly. The family's going to be with her. And then six o'clock, it was, ah, she's gone. To be honest with you, 
she, the sportsman came out and they said, what is the latest on Her Majesty? Well, you know, it's, um, it's, it's complicated and it's also ultimately very sad. What do you mean? What do you mean? John Proofice from the Sun Death Watch Department. What do you mean it's complex and sad? Well, you know... Release the um, records. There's, there's different ways you can put this and there's always going to be different perspectives on a situation like this. Get to the fucking point. Well, she... How can I say it? Well, yeah, let me put it like this. She is dead. The Queen is dead. And there's no going That's back it. from that. There's no coming so- back. There's no point asking questions, really, is there? We will not be taking questions at this time. That's not going to bring her back to life. That is one of my favourite ever scenes in anything, is Larry David's dad telling him that his mum has died. It is is one of the funniest scenes in Kirby Enthusiasm or anything, and it's always (laughs) lived with me, right? Because I once accused Rod McDonald, like, in front of my mum and my brothers, I said, if she dies before you... I can imagine you not bothering to fucking tell us, right? It'll be like curb your enthusiasm, right? Because he, he just hasn't told him. And he, yeah. he's bottled out to him. And it's been months since his mum died. And he keeps going, well, and he goes, where's mum? Why won't you tell me where mum is? He goes, well, you know, it's complicated, Larry. It's complicated, right? And he goes, what do you mean it's complicated? Where is she? Well, things happen, and sometimes things don't happen, and it can be said. What are you talking about? And then you go, well, one thing led to another, and, well, she's dead. She died. <laughs> it takes ages to say it. And he goes, when? And he goes, oh, it's a few months about. I didn't want to tell you. You're always so busy. I didn't want to worry you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Could, yeah, I mean, I don't know Rod, but I could imagine that. Happening. No, because yeah. Rod would be more like Rod's whole thing is this is what Rod's attitude is to things as well. Well, first of all, it would mainly be a power play. It would be like, mm. yeah, she's dead, but you cunts don't need to know that. I'm the, I've got the power now because I'm the only one with the knowledge that she is dead. Right. So first of all, it'd be first and foremost about the way he'd dress his power play up would be like this. Well, I know you boys are busy and I didn't want to bother you with it, but she did die. And in a way, we all die, don't we? So there's no point in anyone getting upset about it because this is the way the world works. We die and our bodies decay and eventually they enrich the soil. And from that soil, more life grows. And so the beautiful circle continues. And you go, shut your fucking mouth, you Rumpelstiltskin cunt. When, just tell me, when did this happen? Oh, several months ago. So what about the fucking funeral? Well, I didn't want to bother you. I know you're all so busy. So I just had, had her a thrown in. Funeral. We had a simple funeral. And we had a we had her lowered into the canal. A the canal, casket. The, the bit of the canal that goes through Brentford because she loved Brentford so much. Shut up. No one loves Brentford, you fucking idiot. What's she lower into the fucking canal in a bin bag in fucking Brentford for? Without even telling us. Anyway, when I do this whole routine, my mum cries with laughter, even though it's all based around her own death. And he just looks really confused. <laughs> That's good, though, because it's like whenever someone dies and you see all the plaudits for them on Twitter and places like that and all of the tributes, and you just think, oh, if only people had told them that when they were alive and mm. they knew how, how much they were loved. Mm. It's kind of a bit like that, what you're doing there. Well, I'm sort of saying, of, yeah, I'm not like saying mum's a wonderful person, but really I am. Well, what I'm basically saying to my mum is, mum, if you died, 
and Rod didn't tell me, I would be pissed off about that. Which, in, it, to her, is touching. It's a touching sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you've got to think about breaking the news to your dad as well. And he'll just be like, well, there it is. Well, or something similar. Have I ever told you about when, when my mum got cancer about, uh, oh, it's about like uh, 15 years ago now, right? And it was right. a really worrying, stressful time for us all. And I was mm. really, and back then, I suppose you, if you hear someone's got cancer, I was a, I was naive, I suppose. And I was like, you basically, when someone says I've got cancer, I interpreted that as being, I'm going to die soon, probably next week. Mm. Bye, ta-da, mm. like that, right? And obviously that's that's not the whole story, but that's how I reacted. <laughs> and um, it was very like stressful time for us all. And anyway, blah, blah, blah. She had an operation. They got it out and uh, all's well that ends well. And on the way back from the hospital, I sort of had this sense of you on the day that she'd sort of more or less had the all clear. I mean, you don't really have the all clear for five years, but, you know, when they said, right, we think we've got it. I was buzzing mm. off my nut. I got this strange sense of euphoria because I've been so tightly wound for like about two yeah. months. Like every day I was like just really tightly wound. Like I couldn't ever relax because it was always in the back of my mind. And suddenly, if you've had that amount of tension for a long time and it goes, suddenly it's like you're fucking floating on air, right? Everyone's had that experience when you've had a really bad mm. worry. And then when the worry is taken away, you sometimes almost think, Andy, it was worth the worry. <laughs> for the feeling of the ecstasy <laughs> you get at the end. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I think I think well, everyone's had that. I mean, I'm talking about an right. extreme thing like cancer, but right. I think I've had it loads of times about small things. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, you had a fucking exam to do or something. You do the exam, you leave the exam, you feel fucking brilliant. And you think it's almost worth the stress for the buzz I'm getting for it to be Yeah, over. yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, yeah. I was walking along and as I was buzzing, I thought I wanted to talk to someone about it. So I thought, I bet no one's thought to call my dad because, you know, you call around your siblings and, and whatnot and even probably a couple of my mum's mates, <laughs> you know, like Jackie and Peggy and all the other lads. All them lot, yeah. Lily from next door, May from the other side next door, right? Yeah. You've got to tell them. Especially, uh, And yeah. don't forget Terry and Stacey, right? They'll want to know. Yeah. Because they'll be thinking, well, are we still going to have to look after the cat when she goes to the Isle of Wight or is she dead? And then what? Then what are we expected to do? Kill the cat? Yeah. We're going to have to kill dead. it because we don't want to so. take it on full time. Terry's standing there with a mallet ready to kill her cat any minute, right? Yeah. Anyway, so everyone gets up. I thought no one's thought to tell my dad. And he was basically, as you described, despite the fact you haven't met him, you know him inside out. He's like, right. I said, great news. Mum, the operation went well and they got rid of the cancer. Right. <laughs> Well, I'm really, I'm so happy. Are you? Yeah, of course I am. Why? Well, because my mum doesn't have cancer anymore. Well, what were you worried about? I said, I said, what was I worried about? I was worried that she was going to die, right? And he went, well, I have to tell Mm. you, she is going to die. And so am I going to die. Not yet. And both her and I will almost definitely die before you. And you'll have to cope with that. So, and do you not think that all that worrying you've been doing, that was a bit weak, yeah. really, wasn't he it? Thought, he, why would you waste your time? It's illogical. That's his thing. Irrational. <laughs> he goes, it's very irrational to worry about that. Because, first of all, there's nothing you can do about it. So what's the point? <clears throat> and second of all, yeah, all right. She's not died now. But you're only kicking the can down the road. She'll die at some point. And it was the way he went, and so will I. And when he said, and so will I, he said that with relish. 
I'll die as well, you cunt. How are you going to fucking deal with that? Probably pathetically. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks for that. I was fucking feeling great. You brought me back down to earth. And he went, good. He was glad he had. He was yeah, annoyed that I was so any, happy. You don't want to spend any time wasting your energy being sad when it happens. Yeah. Just pathetic. get on with it. It's pathetic, it's irrational, and it's actually a, a sort of really a horrible and depressing sign of a lack, fundamentally a lack of intelligence. <laughs> By worrying just, about your mother having cancer, you have revealed yourself to be just as stupid as I always suspected. It's just the same as that thing you, where you do when you pull the legs off a spider. You don't feel anything when you do that. You don't feel anything for the spider. You just do it because it has to be done. You observe it and you think now that spider is less mobile and so my life will become more efficient because I will not have to worry about a spider scuttling around my home and interfering in my business. It's, it's something we call the, uh, the limbless spider effect. And it spreads out across the world. It's, that it's no different spider. if you if you clip a fox in your car on the way home, and the fox is in. <laughs> it appears to be lame and inconsiderable pain, and you take the jack from the back of your car that you would use when changing a tire, and you bash the fox's brains out there on the roadside. Repeatedly, you smash it to be sure. Even once its brains are spilled out, you continue to smash at the empty shards of skull. And that is perfectly normal. It's a rational way to behave. And it's a sensible way to behave. And crucially, you feel nothing whilst doing it, other than a mild sense of satisfaction and arousal. And if you want, you can offer up some kind of prayer to to God or whatever God you believe in, if indeed you are weak enough to believe in some kind of higher deity. Which which I wouldn't at all be surprised that you do. It's exactly the sort of shit you'd come out with. His worst, worst thing of all the things that my dad dislikes and is cynical about, his worst thing is God. Like, honestly, yeah, he fucking love Rich. He's he loves Richard Dawkins. He thinks he's like his God. He just he hates God. So, mind you, he was raised by priests, so it's probably I don't know. I always oh, yeah, think maybe yeah. he got nonced up a bit, and that's his problem yeah. with it. I don't know. I've asked him, but he just goes like this. Oh, please. Like that. He just thinks, so. he goes, yeah, typical juvenile question, right? Uh, it's not juvenile. I'm just saying, did the priest ever pop his finger up your ass? That's actually quite relevant. Because if that's unaddressed trauma, I could have inherited that. And he'll just roll his eyes and go, oh, really? Could if, you? If, if that would have happened, and it didn't, but if it would have, I'd have forgotten about it by now. Yeah, honestly, that's exactly, that sounds exactly like him. <laughs> I'd have forgotten about <laughs> But honestly, I reckon those priests uh, might have a lot to fucking answer for. I'll ask him well, again yeah. later. I'll send him a WhatsApp. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> if you would. I'll send him a WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah no, so if you get, got, get, get we, him to send it back as a voice message, I, put it on here. I need some clarity on this. You've never, <laughs> you've never fully answered this. Did the uh, priest nonce you or not? <laughs> Oh God! Um, shall we go through these yeah. these list of things about to live? I mean, this does kind of read as if it could be by King Charles the way it's, mm. the way it's <laughs> set out, but it's not it's by a hundred year old man. There is no secret to living for a century. It's mainly good luck, <laughs> like that. Uh, I believe these things below help. One, don't be greedy over food. Mm. Keep your weight down. Use small plates and no second helpings. Do not get fat. 
Science tells us hungry rats live longest. <laughs> that feels incredibly King Charles. Yeah, but I'm not happy uh, about any of that. Plates. I'm not happy about any of that. You don't like that? Not uh, really. Well, I mean, I, I, I kind of think eat whatever you want within reason. Yeah, within reason. Um, don't don't be like you know, crazy. Don't be a glutton. I mean, what I do is if if I've had a if I know I've eaten a lot over the weekend, like I did this weekend, right? I then think, well, I'm going to really be like extra sensible in the week. You've got to balance shit mm. out. That said, mm. do you know I told you I made a cream cake this weekend? There yeah. was some cream left. And do you remember I told you oh, I hadn't refrigerated it? cream. So it didn't go like, it didn't solidify sufficiently, right? Yeah. Well, the leftover cream did because I left it in a small pot in the fridge overnight. Right. This morning. Yeah. Cream pot. I hope you're ready for this, mate. And I'm not, I'm not, pr- I am proud of it. But at the same time, I'm a bit embarrassed to open up about it. But the cream pot was in the fridge and we had porridge no, for not. breakfast. And I spooned some of the cream onto my porridge and mixed it in. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was expecting just that you had the cream raw straight from well, the pot. Well, obviously I was tempted to do that, but I yeah. can tell you, well, I don't want it to become a habit, but me and Len both did it. I said, look, mate, stick a fucking spoonful of that in your porridge. You'll thank, you'll thank yeah, your dad later. Me up. Yeah, hey, I'll see you through the day. Listen to your old dad. There's a, there's a little rhyme I like to say. If your fridge has a cream pot... Eat it up, then it will not. <laughs> you will like it quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. And we are, we were fucking buzzing off it, mate. We like yeah, it was a, it was, it, it was revelatory. Because yeah. porridge in the morning's good and it's good for you and it lowers your cholesterol and blah blah blah. But sometimes it's a bit fucking boring unless you add something sexy to it. You've and what could to. be sexier yeah. than a load of cream? I want to call this episode Cream High. <laughs> you can't beat a cream high. Jalapeño. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. I feel guilty because I dropped the kid off at uh, where his bus to school goes and then I had to go to Sainsbury's and I bought myself a couple of croissants for my breakfast. Oh, lovely. And I feel that, that's oh, an indulgence. You feel dead continental now, don't you? Oh, completely. Do them in the air fryer as well. Four minutes in the air fryer, oh, mate. So they got and crispy, did they? some butter in and some, some strawberry jam. Oh, yeah. Om, 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 om. Lovely. Lovely yeah, stuff. Go. Uh, we could do some cream next time. That'd be good. Um, what's the next thing? Take a statin oh, and ideally keep your Take cholesterol out. Well, ideally mm, keep your cholesterol out. We're, we're going to be struggling to keep our cholesterol below three with all this cream chat, aren't we? 
Yeah, just a bit. And how are you going to get statins? Can you get them on the black market? Because you've got to get them prescribed, haven't you? You can't just buy statins. Yeah, but the they counter. dish them out like fucking smarties, mate. You just like rock, sweet rock up I think at our age. Some. If you rock up at the yeah. fucking GPs and say, give us a statin prescription, they'll just got do it. Cough. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just want to... They think it, it, it reduces overall, like... They they haven't got enough room in the Hossies. So and one of the most common mm. thing in the Hossies that's taking up space is like men of our age and above who just have got fucking really bad Gone to shit. That our hearts are just <laughs> fucked because we've yeah. just been eating chips and cream and smoking fags our whole lives, right? <laughs> and they're just like fucking hell. Every fucking hospital bed's filled up with some cunt whose veins is full <laughs> of fuck fucking croissants. <laughs> so that they, they, the first chance they get to give you a statin, they'll give it. Because it'll just yeah. like reduce the numbers of us in the hospital, yeah. so no problem yeah, no, there. Fuck off. It's the same with Easy antidepressants, starting. and I'm not here to endorse antidepressants or decry them either. Depends on the case, mm. but they've got no. There's about three therapists working for the NHS, right? And there's about <laughs> and and due North to, South Midlands. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> and, and because of let's be real here the Tories and 13 years of austerity, there is an enormous fucking mental health crisis in this country and there is no one to treat it uh, because they don't believe in investing in mental health treatment. So, but what, and the reason they don't, same deal with statins and your heart. They dish out the old antidepressants. As soon as you go in there, you only have to say, I'm feeling a bit tired. They go, have these and fuck off. Two a day, that'll sort you right out. And it does. Oh, these, it, they're pink. It pink, do- pink equals fun. Yeah, have these fun <laughs> pills. I'm going to write you up. Just looking at them will cheer you up a bit. Stop right there. I can see where this is going. I am writing you a prescription for 1,000 fun pills. <laughs> Take that up the chemist now and try not to come back and bother me ever again. Next. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> it might take a while to kick in, so give them at least eight months. Well, is this my in the is meantime. this my only option, Doctor? Well, no. Yes. You could see a therapist. I can put you on the waiting list, but I, are you planning on living for another eighty years? Because that's when the cunt's going to get round to seeing you. <laughs> so yeah, statins, uh, yeah. antidepressants. There's certain things they'll just give you to like yeah. get you out of their way. Yeah, and then he says, "Don't not do not smoke, nor take drugs, or drink alcohol." Um, well, you know, fair enough. I guess. Um, I mean, it depends what they mean by drugs. I think alcohol, you know, it does, it is strongly linked to all sorts of illnesses. I mean, it's as bad, it is as bad as fags. It's just that they haven't, it's as bad in terms of your health risk. I wouldn't say all drugs are though. I'm not endorsing taking drugs. I don't take them, but I don't think you can equate like, I don't think you can equate necessarily taking ecstasy. Cannabis? I think cannabis is really bad. It's the most underrated drug you can get. It sends you fucking mental. Um, uh, but it's I think the most like, underrated drug. Like, overrated. What, what I mean is underrated in terms, in terms of, of its damage. damage. I think it's a very dangerous drug right, yeah, yeah. that is presented to kids and society as like your entry-level mm. drug. But in fact, especially skunk, it just sends people fucking mm. round the twist and they stop feeling anything and they don't get anything done. So it has a huge knock-on effect on society as well because... yeah. There's just a lot of people who aren't fucking getting their shit together and they, and it stops you feeling. I saw a great TikTok video over the weekend of this impassioned woman doing a message to all 
rappers and the hip hop industry to stop smoking weed and start taking coke again because she said <laughs> the thing is okay. she went hip hop's got really dull since everyone started smoking loads of weed again because they right. can't rap as well and weed takes away <laughs> your feelings well that you know people used to when I was young weed was presented as this drug that made you much more kind of in touch with your emotions because they'd yeah. it would be presented as something the, the drug of John Lennon or Bob Marley and these hugely artistic sensitive mm. people who wrote great lyrics but in fact it does the opposite it fucking kills your feeling. That's why people take it, because they take it to, like, just fucking check out of feeling anything, mm. right? It mm. just numbs you out. So, actually, it will kill your creativity. It kills your energy. And her point in this thing was she goes, get back on the coke, because then you get people who are really, they're rapping really well, really fast, and they're thinking a million thoughts a minute, and they're feeling a million feelings a minute, and that's all coming out on the page, right? <laughs> to be clear... I don't endorse cocaine or marijuana. They'll both wreck your life, but in very different ways. And I would say that cocaine at least is like doing it more. I've got more respect for it because it does it more openly. Like you take a bit of cocaine, mm. immediately you can see how your life is being ruined, right? But you can't stop. Yeah. Weed, I don't like this whole kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a spliff, man. No, it's really bad. Um, but, you know, ecstasy, another drug I no longer take, but uh, you can't say that's as bad as as booze or facts. But doesn't repeated ecstasy use drain all of the happiness out of your mind? You've only got know. a finite amount of happiness. I, I don't know about that. Maybe. I mean, it is true that you, you have a come down, you feel really awful because it's drained. All your, but anyway, yeah, I mean, stick clear of all of it, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just querying. I'm being a bit of a Lampard cunt about all of this guy's tips. Why? I don't well, know. No, I mean, it's fair enough. It just it felt like it was from the, the mind of King Charles, which I really enjoyed because it ties in with that theory. I've got that he's a great king. He is, he is a great mom, king. It was a bit boring. He's a great king. But anyway, next one. Avoid anything to do with cows, like beef, butter, cream, etc. Fuck that. Fuck off. <laughs> no way. <laughs> next. <laughs> next. Have a job with a lot of standing up. Mm. Ideally, be a bus conductor and not a bus driver. If you must write a book, do it standing up, not sitting down at a desk. If you that must feels a bit write like a your book. dad. Yeah. yeah. If you must write a book. If you must Sam. write a book, and trust me, I, I think everyone would rather you didn't. But if you must, <laughs> please try to do it st- stood on your feet like a man and not sat on <laughs> yeah. your ass yeah. like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Like a girl at the bingo. <laughs> this podcast that like, you that like you claim secretary. to do, this podcast that you claim to do, I presume you do that sitting on your ass as well, do you? <laughs> Got one of those swivel chairs, have you? Like one of those women I used to see in the mini cab rank. Car two, car two, P O B. <laughs> Come in number three. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> or like the receptionist at the doctors that I very rarely go to anyway because I'm very fit and well. But when I do, I just ignore them. I just say my name. And I walk and directly I into the doctor's office. And if there's another patient in there being examined, I instruct them to leave immediately. <laughs> Pull up your trousers and go. Don't worry about that. I've seen it all before and a lot more. I just stride into the doctor's office at my allotted time and uh, commence the consultation. Good day. Now look at this. Plop. 
<laughs> Not that I hardly ever go to the doctors because I'm fine. Uh, because uh, illness is a sign of lack of intellect. <laughs> Intellectual weakness. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, insecurity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, avoid unnecessary risks like boxing, heading footballs, and falling off horses. I always get silly now. Yeah, uh, but I could I could really see that coming from King Charles. Uh, I'm so gutted that it's not him. And then finally, do not be poor and avoid being very rich. How can being um, very rich be bad for your health? I suppose it can be bad for your mental health, can't it? For sure. I suppose it could be. It could be. But I mean, I would always imagine that having money is better than not having money. Yeah, you got. To, well, I think the statistics would definitely suggest that the very rich yeah. live longer overall than the poor. Absolutely. So I don't know what he's getting so at there. That's that. Uh, we've got some that have come in on the Twitter this morning, which I think we should probably address very quickly. Um, this is um, Dobry Dan, who I believe is in Prague. Uh, I am a single childless man with disposable income, no mm. impulse control, and a nearby little with a hell of a middle aisle. How do I stop myself buying daft and or pointless shit? Oh, well, I, I don't feel qualified to answer this. He, he says, I booked a weekend in Budapest the other day while on the bog. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Th- this is, that, that's great. That, oh, it's, it's not Budapest that bad. Absolutely bang up for it's that. It's not that bad. It's like when I spontaneously bought the old... Um, you know, uh, self-esteem tickets. It, it's quite good to do that a bit, but you do need to have limits, don't you, Andy? Mm-hmm. But if you, like you say, he's a childless man, no disposable income, book a weekend in Budapest, why not? Travel yeah. broadens the mind. What else are you going to do? Just sit indoors? I would love to. If I could it, afford it, it, I'd be travelling all the... If I afford it and hadn't accidentally yeah. bought a fucking puppy that goes mental if you even leave the room for 30 seconds, yeah. right? I, I did warn you, Sam. I did warn you. Fuck me. But, the chance of me going away anywhere, I'm just, like that's just dead never. forever. They're just not allowed to go away. <laughs> if, especially if my wife leaves the room. She just goes mm. mental at the door until oh she comes God. back. It's like, fucking Jesus chill out, Christ. mate. She's only upstairs having a piss. Work yeah. it out. Yeah. She'll have to start going with her. No, I found a, I found a dog carer nearby. I'm going to take her around there. It'll be good for her because she'll meet other dogs, which she's always desperate to yeah. do, you know? Yeah, totally. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the little middle aisle thing. Yeah. What's bye, in the middle bye, aisle, mate? It's the stuff where they've just got all random shit that's that's on special offer. Oh, right. <clears throat> and it changes every week. Um, and it's very tempting. I've bought things from there before. I've bought, like, sweatshirts, d- drills. Um, <laughs> drills are classic ones. Right? trays. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, just anything. Blokes anything will always buy discount drills if they get an opportunity. Of course they Especially do. men like things us who aren't men of work but feel yeah. like we need a drill but we don't know enough about drills to sort of ever go and invest a huge sum. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we are the bang-on target. If there's a drill and it seems impossibly cheap, it's men like us who will be buying that drill. And then after and a few course, years, you see in your cupboard under the stairs or your cupboard in the garden, you have quite a number of quite cheap drills. drills. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just a few weeks ago, I've, I've, I've developed an occasional pain in my right shoulder. Right. So I was in Lidl a few weeks ago. They had one of those vibrating shoulder strap things. Oh, that's lovely. That'd be good for mm. that. Twenty four ninety nine. Yep, that's now sitting in a drawer 
unopened. Have you not fully used boxed, it once? Unused. Nah, not yet. Yeah. You got to put it on. You got to like take your t-shirt off and everything. I just thought I got nice. I got my missus a massage gun for Christmas and it actually is really oh, you nice. Said, yeah. That's nice. Um, That's the kind of thing you need. Yeah. If you buy those cheap jewels as well, the other thing that always happens is it turns out that it's some brand that's either from like Latvia or yeah. like Taiwan, and so Budapest. so the the bit the drill bits are not standard, right? Not the, the, they're weird. Yeah, no, because you know, like they're hexagonal usually, aren't they, or round, and they fit into any drill. But this one is like, yeah. no, this Russian drill must only triangular. have triangular bit. Well, where do they, they sell them in home base? Ha <laughs> ha! No, 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 my friend, no home base. You must send off. You must send off to Russia. They come. They come eventually. You have faith. Only available in particular northeastern province of Russia. <laughs> yeah. It takes a long no time. System. They make to order. <laughs> you must write to them by mail. No email there. They no have. Uh, another one, Mike Goodall. Uh, me and the boy are doing a stint on the veggie line for Lent and that. I'm not sure what that means. I think it means he's gone vegetarian for a bit. Uh, could do with some ideas. Nifty. So that's aimed at you. Vegetarian, vegetarian? recommendations. Uh, well... I make a lot of curry using things like paneer and chickpeas and lentil mm. and vegetables. That That's really good if you get really into that, get a good book on you it. Got any fake meat in? Are you into the fake meat stuff at all? Sometimes, not in a curry. In curry, I'd use paneer, chickpea, things like that. Right. Uh, it, but I, I've made... Um, you can get some nice fake mints like corn mints and you do that with like a really rich bolognese sauce. And you can either have that with pasta or put it in a fucking lasagna. Lasagna is yeah. a great veggie option. You can either make it like that with fake meat or you can just do it in like spinach, ricotta cheese, mm. all sorts. So that's the a good one. The word is that the, um, the, the Richmond veg- veggie sausages are good. Or even very good, very, very good. They're re- I'm a big um, fan of those. They're very salty, which always gets right. my vote. Nice one. Um, I mean, my daughter's vegan and sometimes I go out and eat vegan with her mm. in restaurants and stuff. Um, I- I've, had, I've had some nice... Vegan mince uh, chili tacos recently. Yeah, I've had some great ve- ve- vegan burgers. Yeah. Um, which ones does she, she get? She gets the the corn chicken burgers. The, I think the southern fried chicken yeah, burgers. That's nice. Corn she recommends corn them. is generally good. <clears throat> and here's a tip: the best thing you can get when you're out and about the most incredible veggie burger. And I've had them all. Right. Mm. The most incredible. I've had the lot over the years. Honest, o- honest burger, which is a chain. Right, yeah. I don't know if it's nationwide. There's a bunch of them in London. They do a veggie oh, burger that is absolutely fucking unreal. And mm. me and Len actually have a tradition now that when it's the last day of school holidays, right, a big holiday, not half term, but like the end of summer holidays, right? Christmas, Easter, summer, the big three. Yeah, the big three. Last day before he goes back, you know, you're always miserable. We go and have a fucking honest burger, honest burger and chips, yeah. right? Because it is the it is the best available vegetarian food available on the British High Street. It's unreal, unreal. Do they do them in the supermarkets as well? Honest burgers. Maybe, but you, if they do, great. And you can get similar ones, but the one that they actually serve up to you in Honest Burger is just Different unbelievable. Level. And the thing is, it is actually quite like meat. And some vegetarians are like, well, I don't want things that are like meat. That's why I gave up meat. 
but sometimes yeah. I do want something that's like meat. Sometimes the taste of meat is all you need. Yeah, yeah of course. The taste and texture of meat is nice. Like, like the Heineken Zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's Same thing. Booze. I, don't, I don't have to go, oh, well, I don't like it. It's like, it's a nice taste. It's a nice taste, but yeah. none of the bad side effects. So I'm, I'm there for it. Wonderful. And I've always thought as well, if in doubt, just whack loads of sweet chilli sauce on and yeah. it'll be all right. Yeah, that's true. There we go. Um, that's about it then from Life Logistics for now. We'll, we'll try and do another one next week. I enjoy I it. this. I enjoy it's been it, yeah. done these. Maybe I'll try and get my dad uh, to do a guest appearance on the next Life Logistics. <laughs> See how he reacts yeah. to some of these questions. He'll be yeah. like this. How old are these people that listen to your <laughs> podcast? Have you made these up? Are these from real people? By the way, did you hear Life Goals with the wonderful commentress? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Robin Cowan, right? I did, yeah. And I'll especially listen because we were mentioned. Yeah, that's the only reason we listened, of course. And we knew that we were going to be mentioned because uh, if you're unfamiliar with my brother's podcast, Life Goals, you choose eight most memorable goals of your life that you've seen and you can pick a track to go with them and we knew that we were going to be on it because Robin Cowan the country's best commentress ha- easily has um, she's she requested the theme tune to Top Flight Time Machine amazing <laughs> amazing right yeah so it was a great episode she's wonderful obviously I, I didn't even fast forward Andy to the bit about us I did listen to the whole thing and enjoyed it right good and um and uh, but did you notice the bit where she was going, yeah, it's really good, Top Light Time Machine, and Theo was like, yeah, it's good, yeah, yeah, get, <laughs> come on, let's move on, yeah, whatever. right? And then, <laughs> then he gets on to the next thing, and the next song she chose, right, was the theme tune to something, it was either Peppa Pig or Thomas the Tank Engine, right? And it was, right. it was it was in reference to... Most people choose pop songs, but she was choosing songs that kind of narrate her life, which is why she chose Top mm. Flight Time Machine. And then she chose this theme tune to a kid's show, I think Peppa Pig, because that's what her kid watches all the time and she likes watching it with her. And he went, and now on to your second idiosyncratic choice of music, another theme tune, <laughs> arguably slightly less infantile than your previous choice. <laughs> Whoa! Shots fired, as they say. Infantile, is it? <laughs> it was like he couldn't take the amount of praise that was being dished out to my podcast on his podcast. Yeah, but he had to fucking take it, and then he waited, and that's what all the best people do, Andy. They wait. Yeah. <laughs> he waited, and then he just slipped that in, didn't he? I mean, I would say revenge is the dish best served cold, but in this case, it was only a couple of minutes later. It so was the, hot. The dish was, it was just lukewarm at best. Yeah, it was, yeah. Fr- it was fresh. <laughs> he waited, he, he bided well, his time like a sniper, right? And then he was yeah. like, yeah, it's fu- you think that we've moved on from top flight this time machine, but I haven't. I've got it stored up yeah. here and I'm lining up a fucking zinger. So get yeah, ready. If he wants to... St- if he wants to send over his listener figure numbers, I'd be quite happy to look at them see how they stack up against ours. Yeah, well, if it's fucking infantile, mate, then that's obviously we've got a lot of kids out there tuning in, haven't we? <laughs> also, pig fans. Um, also, right. I would point out that his podcast is literally grown-ups talking about a child's game. So, 
Yeah. Think on. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's it. We'll be back with more logistics next week. Get in touch on the Twitter or at Top Flight Time Machine at gmail.com if it's you know personal or you want to be anonymous or whatever. And we'll do some more life logistics next time. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.